You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, episode 24, Deadly Duo 1 through 3. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast Retro, the show that deep fakes its orgasms. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jip Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And on the Savage Fincast Retro, we talk about all things Eric Larson, Savage Dragon, uh, from the past. Talking about things that have, uh, in the bygone, you know, it's the 30 year anniversary of Savage Dragon. We might be talking about shit that happened in the first year. You don't know. Uh, but, I'm sure uh, they do, seeing as we do this chronologically. <laughs> but uh, we got a really awesome uh, show for you, my dear listeners. Jim, tell them what's on the docket. Well, it's that time again. We are heading into miniseries territory. Uh, we're getting into that really interesting period of Savage Dragon where there's going to be quite a few spinoffs and miniseries uh, kicking off. I, th- I think between like 2004 and, ni- and uh, sorry 1994 and like 1998, there's like a, a whole bunch of things we're going to have to get to uh, as they come along. And this this uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about the Deadly Duo miniseries that ran for three issues back in uh, November of uh, 1994. I think. Woo. Yeah, November. Yep, November 94. 94 yep. I was so a freshman in high school. So, did any of you read this when it originally came out? I did not. No. All right. I read it in 99, maybe. So, you you did read it in the past. Raven, have you read this before? I read it in the past hour. Okay. Well, (laughs) same with me. I read it it for the first time this afternoon. Um, Yeah. So, like what we talked about uh, when we did the Freak Force issue where uh, Kill Cat first appears. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of assumptions I had about the Deadly Duo for a long time, simply because I had not read that issue and this series. Same. Like, Same. I just kind of assumed they were already always a, a duo. I thought they were a pair. <laughs> I yeah, did not yeah. realize we were going to get origin stories. Or that, to be honest, that these are the origin stories. I, I knew Kid Avenger was from the future, but I didn't realize we got so many, well, so many, some details about it. Right, Yeah. Yeah, that's what's so funny is I agree. Uh, I was kind of like, I, I thought that we were just in for some adventures. This is very much their origins. <laughs> I forgot that Kill Cat appeared first in Freak Force without yeah. Kid Avenger. And that, when I read this, I was like, oh, yeah, like this Deadly Duo 1 is Kid Avenger's first appearance. And and neither of them, well, Kill Cat in particular, has, has not appeared. Wait, has Kill Cat appeared in Savage Dragon yet? 
No. No. 94? No. No, that hasn't happened yet. So Kill Cat is a, is a Savage Dragon spinoff character that hasn't actually appeared in Savage Dragon yet. So that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, me. Savage Dragon 27 is his first appearance. Oh, that's a, that's a ways off still. Yeah, he's just <laughs> lurking in Deadly Duo and Freak Force. Yeah, now, we have already read the issue of Freak Force where he appeared, though, did we not? Yes, that was a previous episode, yes. Yeah, he okay, appears so in 15, too, so that's, I think, before issue 27 of Savage Dragon, or maybe right around. So, so he'll have a few more appearance, or at least one more appearance uh, in Freak Force. So Kill Cat's first appearance was Freak Force, then, was it not? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, but just I'll, checking. But... I should have I should have actually asked Eric about this, but I'm pretty sure Kill Cat and Kid Avenger are two of those characters he created when he was a kid. And the origin is in these issues, yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the back. They created him with the buddy, right? But but see, that's that was the thing because I I knew Eric had created them as a child. I always assumed they were a duo already, and then I guess creating uh. this origin story was his way of just putting them together. Mm-hmm. No, uh, th- what do you mean putting them together? As a team uh, in, in the modern day. Oh, yeah, in the modern day. Because it was him and his buddy Aaron Katz, he says in the back. And they Yo, both drew. I, pro- I probably should have read the back matter. It would have probably answered all of my questions. Yeah. Yes, it actually would have. You get even get to see a drawing of Kill Cat and Kid Avenger by the guy that co-created them. I see. Aaron Katz. And dude, it's right. in issue three. And, dude, it's awesome. Well, and he says that Aaron Katz still has issues comics of the deadly duo you know his burnt down the fire yeah, that, that's more than, stuff but that's, that's more than what eric has yeah so they still survive it's just it's cool that like it, what's funny too is like he talks about like aaron aaron's version of kill cat was like dashing and competent right and just the bumbling buffoon that we know was just what eric decided to do once he it, it, it is. I, I wanted to mention this later, but this would be a good point now. It's kill. It's weird because Killcat kind of comes across as competent in the Freak Force issue, and at the start of this series, and it's like as soon as Kid Avenger shows up, now Killcat is a bumbling elf. <laughs> think, which, 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 just... which which does play into certain events that happen in Savage Dragon in the future. Uh, with the pair mm-hmm. of them, yeah, uh, it really oh, yeah. does. It really does come down to the fact that Kid Avengers really a fuck up, and I yeah. think, <laughs> and I and I think that just kind of bleeds over into Kill Cat now that he's here. It's I funny think with is... go ahead, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say with Deadly Duo, I feel like as you read each each issue, Kill Cat and Kid Avenger, like Eric, kind of finds his voice with them and like how he wants them. Like you can see one is not as like goofy over the top. By the time you get to issue three, it's just you know constant jokes and and bumbling around and stuff like that. And it turns into more of what we know as the Kill Cat and Kid Avenger. And I'm wondering if he was just trying to find that feel. You know, if maybe he was thinking with issue one, am I going too far with this or? Whatever, but it seems like by the time we get to issue three, it feels like the guys we know nowadays. Right. I agree. And, and, and that's who you definitely will see going forward. I agree. We, I, there's there's say? definitely an element of goofiness for sure in that first issue, but uh, it really they're really the characters we know by the third issue. Right. 
And I was surprised by that because I hadn't read this in a while. So this reread was, you know, long overdue. And I was like, after I read the first issue, I was like, this isn't as funny as I remember. And then like, (laughs) you know, the second issue is still kind of weird. Like it just seemed like nothing happened. And then the third issue was like, oh, all right, this is, this is what I remember. And you know, the second series is really over the top too, if I remember. Ooh, good. I mean, that's kind of what, uh, that's kind of what got me, dude. You know, you, uh, you, sometimes you bite into uh, food and it's just got some weird spice or seasoning in it and you're like oh no and it's not that it's bad it's that it betrayed your expectations that's yeah. exactly what this was is when I went into this I was like it's gonna be out and uh, yeah it's not it's played like much more straight <laughs> for for a lot longer than I would have expected and uh, so yeah that's, that's kind of why I'm a little uh, colder on these than I thought I would be. What what other comics are kind of like in this vein? Would you say like Lobo? Oh, pro- no. Lo- like- Lobo's a lot more crass than this. Lobo's uh, much more over the top. Especially, well, I'm just thinking like over the top, silly, but yet they exist in like a normal superhero universe. You know what I mean? Kind of like Ambush Bug. Maybe. Uh, even Ambush Bug is more, again, more like self-aware parody. Ambush Bug was doing what Deadpool does now, like in the early 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What all about that, um, all that fourth wall breaking? There's, there's none of that in here. Um, I'm trying to think. like what's your... I never read Guy Gardner, but is that kind of like Yeah, Guy Gardner character? would prob- probably be, especially in the 90s, Guy Gardner was probably this sort of book where your main character is kind of a scumbag. And he knows Isn't it. Isn't like Booster Gold kind of like Kid Avenger or something well, uh, too? Well, well, I wanted to bring this up because I wasn't sure how to do it because it's, it's weird. Kill Cat, Kid, uh, Kill Cat and Kid Avenger was, were created by Eric and his friend when they were kids. But they have very similar uh, similarities to the uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle uh, duo yeah. in a lot of ways. Especially, oh, yeah. especially because Booster Gold is also from the future who came That's from the future. That's what I thought. Booster Gold's whole thing is that he came to the future to become famous, is that he stole a bunch of high-tech stuff, came back to the 80s to become a superhero because he wanted to be famous. Uh, Kid Avenger, of course, is different, got a different origin than that, but he is a time traveler, and Kill Cat does have powers where Blue Beetle is more of a, a, a regular person with, like, Batman-esque. But the kind of comedy duo, regular guy, super-powered guy, one from the future, one from the present... Giffen had been doing that kind of thing since the 80s in the in the Justice League. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's more coincidence that I the similarities are, but I do think there is a similarity and close enough similarity that I would say like Booster Gold in particular is kind of like that sort of like goofy comedy character in in a, in, a, in a superhero universe. Um right. Cuz he's kind of a goofball, he's always kind of a goofball because he's cuz he's always he's very not He's very self-serving, or at least he is at the start before he becomes more heroic. That's his, sort of his arc as he comes back to the past to become a hero and then eventually learns to become a hero. Whereas That's these good. two bumbling fools do kind of the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, that's that's a really good observation, man. I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. Kind of tropey in that way. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as I've actually known of Kid Avenger and Kill Cat, I've kind of made the Blooster Gold, Blue Beetle connection in my head but i always kind of kept it on the down low because i don't i don't like pointing stuff like that out that's no, not i'm sure eric doesn't give a fuck you know uh i'm during the daily reread i'm doing the uh 
I'm in the savage world right now as this is recorded. Sure. And uh, good lord, sometimes. So, wait for the listeners. Just explain that a little bit because you know, so someone's listening to this out Correct. of time or or not. Cor- you know. Correct. Um, so, Savage Dragon is in uh, eras. Uh, if as you over the thirty years, you know, you come to find out like there's definitely some distinct periods you can point to. And uh, in Savage Dragon, it hits a point where the entire continuity shifts and it basically becomes heavily Jack Kirby influenced. Not just Jack Kirby, heavily Commandy influenced. Yeah, right. And and, and so uh, what I'm saying is that, like, dude, you know, I don't think Eric has any kind of, like, reservations, you know, pointing out, yep, I, you know, that's Commandy. Or when he put uh, the Sienkiewicz bear, the demon bear from X-Force in that recent issue of uh, Savage Dragon. And everybody's like, wow, that looks just like an easy up. That's exactly what it is. And it's like, yeah. hmm, you know, I don't think he would have care if you were like, Kill Cat and uh, Kid Avenger definitely got some Well, come on. I mean, gold. Kill Cat just as Batman, obviously, and he even says it, you know, kind yeah. of in one of the letters, like, oh, who do you think Kill Cat's kind of modeled after so uh, well there's even a joke in the issue where he's like kill cat i thought you were bad right man. right 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 that is a good little last panel gag yeah so it's good stuff dude and also Tim- too i never saw you know how they make the Shadowhawk joke in savage dragon where like you know kill cats all knocked out in the hospital and right. they're like Shadowhawk needs help Shadowhawk. i never saw it until i read this miniseries and good lord, I see it. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Shadowhawk always had like a Batman thing going on too. I mean, that's kind of. I'm just saying the way this artist draws Kill Cat right. is much more Shadowhawk than the way Eric draws Kill Cat. Well, even uh, Kill Cat and Freak Force, he had. It's kind of cool. It's very like Batman. Like like uh, Andy uh, Smith draws Andy Kill Smith. Cat with long pointy ears. Mm-hmm. But Kill Cat and Freak Force had like the more like nubby ears that you know old school Batman had. Speaking of, speaking of the artist, we should probably talk about the artist. Are either of you guys familiar with Andy Smith? Yeah, no, but he lear- looks like he learned to draw from Brutes and Babes. Well, he, he's like Bart Sears influenced. So yeah. yes, so he. Um, I primarily know Andy Smith from a run of comics he did at CrossGen in the early two thousands called The First. Uh, mm-hmm. He was originally inking Bart Sears for like the first uh, year of that title, and then later yeah. on he would become the series artist up to, to its conclusion. I think um, he also did he, Quasar. I remember that he did a Quasar run. Yeah, he's did he's done uh, other things. I think he was on Exo Man of War. Um, mm-hmm. I think he might have started that series. Let me double check that. I got it up. No, he was on it later. Yeah, but he did draw Exo Man of War. He is you can pro- you can tell by reading this issue. He's very much. Uh, Good at drawing the body tone. It's Bart uh, Sears, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. when I said Brutes and Babes, I'm referring to that wizard, like, how to draw article, Brutes and Babes, that yeah. Bart Sears did. And it's like, holy Toledo. Like, these are Bart Sears bodies and faces through yeah. and through, dude. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, again, I'm only mostly familiar with Bart Sears through his cross-gen work as well. And, yes, they are, that is definitely his thing and Andy Smith's thing. And I think my biggest disappointment of the series is is how it's mostly dudes and not enough babes. 
Because <laughs> he's too much, too much brutes, not too enough babes. Much, yeah, because uh, you you see him draw a dart uh, here in this first issue, and mm-hmm. that's what he's. I would say he's really good at. Um, can I can I bum you guys out a little bit? Bum okay. us out, dude. Or a lot? Okay. He's a comic skate artist. I'm now. sure he is. Oh, uh huh. There you go. Nuts. <laughs> it's funny. His Larson's got a few in his uh, a few yeah. of those skeletons rattling around in the closet. I think, I think one of them inks Freak Force. It's uh, not an ideal situation. Oh, uh, Mark Miller <laughs> did the infamous Red Horizon miniseries. Yeah. What's funny is that's a consistent theme of uh, things being generally not good. Because I would say that I don't like this. Like, Bart Sears is good, but um, I don't love the art on this. Uh, I it's think a little... It's it's a just, little it, go ahead. I, go ahead. I was about to interject, but go ahead. Well, I was just going to say stiff. Uh, yeah. It's just yeah, that, stiff as hell. It, it's very clean, but it is also very uh, um, generic, I guess. Very generic. And and again, like, um, you know, I guess this brings up the point that I've never seen Bart Sears, uh, his background abilities. But there's just so many pages where the poor colorist just has to slap a gradient. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone made a comment, too, in, in the in the uh, letters about that, the lack of backgrounds. The lack of backgrounds. Yeah. Dude, sometimes the backgrounds are just gone. And the thing is, is you really notice when it hurts the read. Because there's a point when, uh, like, a villain is attacking Kill Cat, and he's just sort of, like, kind of, like, running away. <laughs> and it, or, like, d- he dodges a punch. No way. He, he's running away from the big guy with bolts. And the next thing, he's in a factory. And it's like, now, how the fuck? There's no sense of space. Like, there's no... It, it's like, one minute they're in an alley, the next minute they're in a factory. I, and it I makes really no th- sense. I well, really I think, think this is... good. I think the idea was he he was in an alley in a in, near a factory and they punched through the wall. Pitiful though that there's not yeah. more sequential art is a sequence. There needed to be a sequence. I, I think you know this time period in the nineties. It's just you know all these image guys, just young kind of kids that really aren't. They're they're still kind of learning. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, the one thing I will say is this looks a lot better than any of the extreme life field clone guys. Like I much oh, yeah. rather have someone from this school from, you know, the Bart Sears school than another life field or McFarlane clone. And we'll see that in the next deadly duo series. I feel like the art does not hold up in that series at all compared to this. Which series? Uh, deadly do Duo vol- deadly duo volume two. Oh, volume John two. Cleary. Yeah. Yeah. The infamous pinup with like the, you know, a million bullet shells. I like yeah. that pinup, so I'm probably gonna <laughs> like it. It's like McFarlane on steroids. When I like, I look at this picture uh, that he did of Dunk in issue two. I was gonna bring and, that up. I don't think low, low Blow has ever looked this cut before. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Listen, I love Bart Sears. All right, I don't think Bart Sears has this problem, but like. You gotta know how to not draw every goddamn character on the page turbo jacked. Yeah, yeah. How is Dung jacked through his metal suit? Yeah, he's supposed to be a fat slob. Yeah, yes, dude. It, it's it's insane. And some I, of the, and some of these poses. Uh, yeah, I think that's Bloop. Is that Bloop? I forget what if that's Bloop. Which it's like are a the, shard, yeah. a shard guy, shrapnel. No, the shard and bloop are both. Oh wait, there. bloop over the yeah. The what, what is what the fuck is bloop doing? What is that pose? He's, he's gyrating his hips. <laughs> Sashay. 
But the we Annihilators should, we, are we, back. We should probably mention that the, the, I didn't know about this. I did not realize this because I had never read this before. Um, mm-hmm. Way back when Barbaric uh, scrambled that teleporter, I yeah. did not realize these guys ever came back, which I guess they had to have because I've seen Dung and Lobelow and Shard before. Uh, so yeah. before we get too far ahead, should we get through like issue one and just talk about that before we jump yeah. to two? Or do you want yeah, just, right. to just look at it as a whole holistically? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, no, you're right. Issue one, we get we basically you know we it opens with a fight scene with Killcat fighting a cadre of villains. Uh, turns out, oh yeah, and he gets saved by Dart, but it all turns out to be a dream. Because which I love because Dart like is in love with him and stuff, and you're like, this is weird, and then it's hmm. like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course it's wrong. Um, let me just throw out real quick before we move from this that like, so Eric was the writer, and whenever I see Eric, just throw out names, yeah, like. Which Morgor we know is what's so funny. Until reading this, yeah. I would have never tied Morgor to Killcat. Right. Which one's Morgor? Morgor's the guy who like says dork and has the steel trap mouth. The Afro. I don't think he shows up in the comic. I think Eric probably liked the name and reused it. I, I kind yeah. of got to see. That's the thing. All these names get dropped, uh-huh. and they don't get associated with any of these guys. And it's kind of annoying. Just the radiator guy. W- one of them was called sister sinister and none of these guys are women. So, <laughs> right. And it's, dude, that's the thing is I'm telling you when there's a disconnect between writer and artist, that's yeah. when comics are at their worst. Um, I will also say that like the artist, just fucking terrible character designer. Cause those are some, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Those are, yeah. those are some cool names, right? Like right. the gossip, death job, laugh a lot, laugh yeah. a lot should be like a clown guy. Well, a lot, a, lot, well, a lot of these guys sound like Batman uh, 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 pastiches. Yeah. Well, see, that's and that's the thing. This okay. I'm sorry to keep going on about this, but it's like you're 100 percent right. Like with Killcat being kind of like Batman esque, and then you get these this setup for like Batman style. You could flip the page, and there could be a rogues gallery here instead. Basically, all the, character, look, all the characters we saw in that uh, issue of Ant. Could be stepped in with all these yeah, names, yeah. but these guys are just super fucking jacked with well, different heads and you wonder. Bars. You wonder if that's the case though with Andy Smith being like, "Why would I? Why not just throw put these throwaway guys that take nothing to to draw that's versus lazy. creating something really cool that I might want to use?" And you know, I mean, this is the age of image now. Everyone's thinking. You know, and even Andy Smith comes out with his own comic later on through Image. But you know, everyone's thinking like, "What are they gonna wait?" Does how he? are they gonna? Oh, yeah, our, I think it's like oh, our First Armor, Man or something. Armor X. I forgot about Armor X. Something Ugh. like that. Yeah, First Man or I don't know. I don't know First Man. I think it's First Man. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I remember seeing like the disdain. Ad. It's First Man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just basically shitting on the art. Like it's like, come on, dude. See, I just I'm fucking... I, I'm legitimately surprised you're so uh, aggressive about it. Just because I understand where you're coming from, where it's kind of generic and boring. But mm-hmm. it's I guess I guess it would be in that category of serviceable for me, where it, it doesn't write off the entire series because it's not that bad. It's perfectly serviceable. It's mediocre, and it, to me, oh, see, I wouldn't go. I would not go that far. I would not say it's mediocre. I would just say serviceable. It tells the story <laughs> like that. Trying to in tell that tone, yeah, in that tone. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a lot of people. It, 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 how do I explain this? Well, I've explained it before. I'm a writer first guy, 
Mm-hmm. I, I do read comics for the art, but I almost always read comics for the story first. Now, to be mm-hmm. fair, the story here is pretty thin, so it's not like a book I'd want to read for the rest of my life. But the so art... So you don't like the art or the story. Well, no, but, but well, this is... The, this is this, okay, so this is that kind of weird <laughs> spot here. I am okay with the story. The story's fine. does what it sets uh-huh. out to do. Art, fine. does what it sets out to do. This is a average comic book for me. Like, average. Didn't I say flat, mediocre? Flat. No, because it's not below average. Serviceable. There's nothing here that I would call shitty. Trash. There's no There's no garbage in here. Didn't we just talk about those throwaway villains? But I don't... I, don't, I, I wouldn't call... Just because they're throwaway doesn't mean they didn't serve the purpose they were intended to, which would be a dream sequence throwaway villain. They could look better. But they then you be... get Cement Man. <laughs> How do you explain that one? Well, he's another yeah. generic villain, yes. What is Very his powers? Generic. I don't understand. Well, he's Cement why, Man, but he stretches. Why is he Cement Man? Yes. Well, he, well, remember, he gets his head blasted off and survives, so clearly he's made of liquid cement, although it never comes Why, when he gets with... blasted with water, does he not harden up? Because that's not how cement works. <laughs> you it, add water, mix it, and then it reacts. I mean, he's, he's stretchy. He makes himself larger. He, he does things like he's made of liquid cement. Why isn't that how cement is... works? You add water, cement, it, it stiffens up. No, it has, to dry, it has to dry out to stiffen up. If you add water to it, it makes it soupy. I mean, I guess if he got wet, he probably would should dissolve away. Yeah, should well, yeah, it's, it's exactly. dust why until you water, add water, it reacts. Yeah, why hardens. didn't water impact him? I presume because he's already wet, because he's alive. <laughs> you wouldn't wet cement. It makes no sense. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd I, be stiff, man. <laughs> there awesome. you go, Raven. I'm going to be New negative. character. I'm gonna I'm gonna be negative. I'm gonna say that like even with Eric writing, like here in the beginning, some of this um, some of this dialogue is just uh, a little way too workman, a little way too. It almost is like first draft dialogue that just made it in. Yeah. Like for instance, Cement Man Smash. Mm, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Run pitiful fleas. Cement Man Smash. Run ha ha ha. It's just like. It's way too. Oh, you you know what I you know what else I found that was weird. Sorry, like now that I'm seeing this, mm-hmm. there's one page where um, Kid Avengers got like multi panels, and he's I don't know I can't tell the page right. It's like four panels of him just talking when he like uh, makes a phone call trying to find his relatives. Yeah, right. and he does one. the. He does the same thing as uh, what's his name on uh, Freak Force with like the the shadows in the back of the panels. Yeah, yeah I noticed Bridges. that too. I noticed that too. It had the, it has the drop shadows on the panel borders. I, I saw that. Victor too. Bridges is the only guy I know that really does that. Why is this guy copying that? It's like you know, as anal you, as Eric are, are is about sh- design. Are you, sh- are you sure it wasn't the style of the time? Maybe it was, it but was. it's just it was. It's funny how like anal Eric seems to be about like choices in his book and he just lets those things kind of fly it's funny no i i'll say that i i find this to be largely mediocre we'll keep going because i don't want to stall out oh. we were kind of rolling on issue one but oh, i'm God. just saying this I've, like, I've i've i found the first man issue okay goodness i did not know <laughs> what i was expecting <laughs> It's bad, the, right? The original image one by yeah, Andy Smith. Yeah. It's only yeah. one shot, but yes. Yeah. Anyway, sure sorry. Distracted. 
Yeah, no, C- Cement Man is unfazed by water, and I-, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Okay, go back to the page where uh, uh, Kid Avengers talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look at the bottom panel where there's like silhouettes running in front of like buildings. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool, right? Well, there's here's the thing: is there's some like wham, yeah. like when the you know yells wham, yeah, die. the wham, the wham, the wham panel. That's awesome. The wham is good, but I mean the thing is, is I would still say that uh, to me, uh, it's uh, one and a half issues good, one and a half issues bad. Hmm. Like, like seems for like, instance, it seems like your hangup has more to do with like the generic goons and the, a lack of style. I guess. Um, I'm I'm hung up on. Well, like when Craig said that Eric was finding his voice, I agree. Right. I, I feel like tonally, this is not the deadly duo as I've come to expect them, right? Right. right. So, again, for me, I'm expecting to laugh. And like sla- I, you're expecting slapstick. Well, no, like the thing is, is that goddamn it, Eric can tell a joke, okay? Right. Eric's funny. Eric is a funny guy. He's written yeah. many things to make me laugh over the years. When I see Kid Avenger walking up to Cement Man and he's like, Hey, mellow out, ma'am. Why are you so bummed, dude? Are you tripping or do you grok what I'm saying? Hmm? What's up, Doc? I'm just like... That you don't see the out-of-place time traveler trying to get with the lingo? It's terrible. Yeah, he's like the 70s. He's into 70s. He, he's also... He's yeah, in the wrong we lear- we, yeah, we learned that later that he's also out of out of step with the times he's in. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm just. I he get what's going on. Two, I just think there's a better. Too late or something. There's a better joke you can write there. It's good. Just, it's, good yeah. it's a good time to mention. I love saying Grok. By the way. <laughs> I think I just, Grok. Grok has carried on. I just feel like Eric maybe held back on making it too silly, and yeah. really, then it just makes it another superhero book that doesn't really stand out. You, that, that, you got oh yeah. a bunch. I of, would say that is a absolutely fair assessment, which is why I say it's it's uh, um, shit. What word did I use? My brain serviceable. 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 Yes. But say it with the right tone, Raven. Well, what about the I thought? Of, what, what about the I thought he was Batman line? Was that funny? No, that's very. I, funny. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's. I very mean, that's funny. the the very end kind of punchline of the whole thing. So the thing is, is that I thought he was Batman is funny, and the uh, opening sequence, the dream sequence, is very funny. The, pun- like the punchline, the punchline on that waking up. Yeah, hugging the pillow. Right. You know that's that's very funny, and then like the. Uh, you know, kind of like the idea that he tried to time travel and he just, you know, fucking calls his ancestor and, like, you know, talks shit. But then, it's like, after the fact, is like, oops, hope that I didn't, you know, destroy reality or something like that. I mean, that's there's there's elements of funny here, right? I think that there is the great, there's great potential here. But unfortunately, if I was editor i would say workshop it a little bit there's just yeah. and he, and here's the thing is this is the thing is that he finds his legs to like half halfway through the next issue he, he yeah. finds his legs and so it's like even i think he could agree that he gets there with it it took some feeling out so i don't feel like i'm being extra harsh on that i mean we still got two more issues to go and I told you I'm half on board with the second one, and I'm all in on the third one. So I, I, I do think... like that. So, like the second one, 
that they bring the Annihilators in because it's like Eric has a million characters. Why make up these generic ones? I know they're in Detroit, but mm-hmm. you know, I thought that was the right move. You know, because this yes. first issue, all you have is Dart to tie it in with Savage Dragon, and really, you know, they could use some of that, some of those other characters to help pull us into the story. You're a hundred percent right, dude. You're a hundred percent right. Plus, having them show up from where he smashed, where Barbaric smashed the panel, yeah, not only just makes it cool to see them again, but it pays off for long time, uh, long time right. readers on something else. And I want to say that this issue automatically starts out funnier. The line where Killcat says he has to like fucking shave ten times a day, yeah, is hilarious. Yeah. That's so. Well, or the it fact just, that he's so dismissive. He's so like, so you came back to the wrong time. Get over it. And it's like, <laughs> that's funny, dude. He's just super shitty to kid. So does that mean to, if he stops shaving, he'll become like a werecat? Is that like... It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of what it seems he's like, He's just right? super hairy. Like he would turn into the shrew? Who, <laughs> I don't know. I have another art gripe. Do you see the thing, the weird thing where Killcat when he's turned to the side instead of the eye being like a goggle like a smooth goggle right it's it's drawn like his brow You're what are you what are you talking about oh okay so it's on uh it's on the fourth page yeah there's a page where he goes where he's telling kid he's like oh kid's going r gets hopeless hopeless yeah. in the middle panel and he's like not even close on that panel where the same one where kid <laughs> guess Clint Eastwood was the president like the way that fucking the artist chose to sometimes make the goggle be like his brow I hate that yeah <laughs> what the fuck was he thinking that's yeah, horrible it just looks like a big well, what, tumor what he, in his eye well what he probably did was he probably drew a, like a generic head before he put the kill cat details in and then he just kind of traced over where the brow ridge would be <laughs> and didn't like go hmm maybe this should be flat <laughs> He does it in all the panels there, like the top panel and it's the, everywhere. the middle panel. It's, it's all throughout the whole series, dude. Uh, I, had, I had not noticed that. God Thanks for ruining it. it. Oh, it's awful. Hey, can we look, can we step back and talk about... Um, so, I mean, this cover's got Maul, but the way this was advertised... Oh, Maul. We <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Yeah, so issue two of Deadly Duo in Advanced Comics, which is like the previews catalog... Yeah, announced Pitt as the the um, team up. The team up, and eh? so this was a last minute switch. And if you read issue three of the Deadly Duo, yeah. Eric actually printed like the cease and desist letter from Dale Keown's lawyer <laughs> not to use Pitt. Dude, it's and so funny. It's like the Eric, shittiest thing. Eric just shits on Dale. <laughs> it's because like hilarious. here's the thing: is that like. Dale Keown did just sort of like I remember Rob Liefeld talking about this and he said that like yeah dude like all of a sudden just Dale Keown was like fucking out and he was just having his lawyer serve up everybody like cease and desists and so Eric says I just I'll read this real quick for like the listeners who might not have the comic in front of them but just one little paragraph out of the letters page from issue three where where Eric reprinted the cease and desist letter 
He says, as far as Pitt went, at the 11th hour, Dale decided not to let me use the guy, despite having previously given me permission to use him in a comic. He thought that with all his guest appearances in other image books, that Pitt was in danger of being overexposed like Punisher or Wolverine over at Marvel. Considering that Dale has drawn a measly seven issues featuring the character over the last two years... I thought it might be a good idea to remind people that the guy still exists. In any case, I told him I'd take the character out of the deadly duo, but he apparently thought it would be a good idea to have this little letter sent my way. Oh, so he <laughs> had already he had already agreed to it, and he still got cease and desist. It sounds like he's he allowed he said gave him permission to use him in a comic, but maybe never, maybe Eric never said which comic he would show up in. I don't know. Right. Or maybe it was said like a year before, and then he felt like he was getting overexposed. Right. But the sh- the shitty thing is that, like, as we know, all of those image comics in the beginning, like Todd McFarlane said, like they were selling like so much that kids were getting like quarter million dollar checks for a single issue. Right. And and Pitt was fucking hot. Yeah. So there's no way in fuck Del Keown didn't make a shit ton on Pitt. And then to turn around and then just lawyer up instead of just talking to the like guys like how crazy dude sue the Eric's hand that crazy f- though sue, just posting sue, that letter sue the hand that feeds you yes that's what it was I will say uh, I, I'm sorry but I I, I am I'm immediately gonna I'm gonna praise like and appreciate the kid kid not knowing how to fucking shit because food in the future is efficient so efficient so, yeah no that waste. was a good gag i like dude that. that's hilarious see now that's what i expected that is funny dude dude this is the worst drawing of the fonzie yes <laughs> <laughs> horrible <laughs> i was trying to figure out who to compare him to and there's not a celebrity that he looks like he looks like um Senator Ted Cruz. <laughs> I, like, I like how it's implied that everyone has a time machine in their home. They just don't use them. <laughs> or I like the female, uh, the female Kid Avenger suit, like in the oh. background. Yeah, I just noticed that. There you go, Jim. There's one more babe for you. That's I, two. That's two. And there's a third in this issue as well. A lot of top. Um, yeah, this double-page spread is... Uh, Really, something you know, just poof. which one? The you more you look about? at it, the, the more you look at it, the more you see. With the annihilators, yeah. pop up. Yeah, there's always some scientists tinkering with uh, space time travel and warp and warping and stuff like that. I it feel like this happens you, multiple times in in the Savage Universe. It Savage does kind Dragon of make universe. you wonder. Like they weren't talking about the void because these guys. We're talking about an infinite energy source. And then when the Annihilators show up, the Annihilators themselves describe it as limbo. So this is clearly a yet another like alternate reality that we've just not really touched upon. So you don't think they were in like Dimension X or anything? They were in like a different void? Kind of seems like it, right? I think you could retro retcon it or something i don't know i mean they don't know what dimension x looks like See, so anyone I, could call it i thought well the, i was limbo. surprised they, i was surprised they even mentioned they even mentioned the fact that they had um experienced limbo for some reason i thought they had just teleported away uh barbaric had smashed the controls and like no time for them had passed 
Like they'd been yeah. like, but, but, I, apparently, I, I don't but know. apparently they experienced being uh, in a limbo of some kind. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst Cyberface I've ever seen. <laughs> he looks horrible. Wait, wait, wait! Cyberface, isn't it? Which one are you talking about? Behind Bloop. Is is that Cyberface? <laughs> wow, no you it, it can't be. I mean, but he also has aspects of Cyberface. I didn't. Oh I, no! Oh dude. no! It can't be Cyberface. Hold on. Jim, you he, take back everything you said about this art being good. Let me uh, let me just verify that fact real quick. All right, while you're doing that, <laughs> while you're doing that, I'll buy you some time. The uh, sequence of a kid gorging on fast food. And no, then I guess it's not. Him. Anyway, he gets his sorry. first feeling of pooping. He gets the runs. That's what happens when you eat that much oil that quickly. <laughs> so good, dude. Yow, stuff is coming out of me good i'm sorry that works for me so wait a minute did you confirm that's not cyberface no 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 no. i'm, no. I'm still working on it do, 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 do. i do I not think... i i look i'm looking at his wiki wiki dragon wiki entry and i do not see uh this issue referenced as an appearance so i think it's just some okay. dude who looks like him yeah i'm gonna try and verify who it is somehow I'm looking Sight. at the wiki on Deadly Duo 2, and it doesn't even look like it has all the guys on there. So yeah. I'm looking at the Annihilators list here. Who might this be? Well, the Annihilators were Cyberface's gang that split up from you're right. the Vicious you're, Circle. You're right. You're right. They are. Yeah. That, that was the whole thing is the Annihilators were trying to take over the Vicious Circle. Dude, that reread. I just can't remember if he was with the group when they got. Oh, is that big guy Warhawk? The one with the. The hair, um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I just can't remember if Cyberface was with them when they got sent away, but he is the leader of the Annihilators because they're the Splinter VC group. Mm-hmm. Flat, which is all tied in with gang war. I don't see anyone else as a member of the Annihilators that could be, except for Cyberface. But I, I also don't remember Cyberface being one of the ones teleported away because I thought there was like a whole plot line with him going on. But maybe yeah, I thought he lost the. I thought he lost his gang. Like that was a big hit for them. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but you know what? Like you know what? Rate, like, you know what? Kid, I, like, I, I do think now it's supposed to be Cyberface, but whether or not he's supposed to be here—that's the real question. <laughs> well, like, you noticed, like later on in the issue, he never like reappears. So again, it could be a total like art fuck up. Yeah, he might have got a list of a that would never just... happen, would it? <laughs> I'm betting it would. <laughs> just thinking it would. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's wild. And also, I will say, poor poor Maul, as cool as he is, and I do think he's cool. Um, it, it's weird to just see him on his own. Yeah, yeah, he's just here. He's not. He doesn't do a damn thing. Pitt would have made more sense because Pitt's a loner, right? But and like, I, and I, I think that's the problem. Is it, can it, a guy I'm, just no. grab a bite to eat? <laughs> he just wanted some big buns. Yeah, <laughs> big buns. I'm trying to think who, who would have been a better choice. A Bad Rock probably would have been a better choice. He's a guy who might be go out on his own. Uh, we already did Bad Rock though. Or what about what about the Max? Does he exist yet? <laughs> he exists, but uh, again, it'd be weird to see him thinking he could go toe to toe 
with the Annihilators because the Max is kind of not that high a level of ass kicker. Too early to be Zeke. Yeah, I don't I know. I mean, Ma- Maul's a good go-to, but it's just weird to see a guy from a team book running around on his own. Right. And like like Craig said, he doesn't do anything. Right, he does nothing. He, he fucking he does. shows up, swings his arm around a time or two, and then just sort of leaves. I don't he, think, what's he say? Does he say, huh? Huh? Is the only thing he says. And like He goes, he says, huh, and nah. He, he doesn't even, like, use his powers. Like, his power is the matter he gets, the bigger he gets, and that never even comes up. Yeah. <laughs> it's Although, rough. It, it is funny when uh, Kid Avenger gets the door smacked in his face, and he makes mm-hmm. the big speech about, uh, uh, they can walk all over me, they'll, they'll, they are mistaken, and then he says, I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> because he, d- he does not recognize the fact that supervillains are attacking the restaurant. To- yeah, he just, he just thinks that's how people look. In the 90s. <laughs> that was a good gag, I thought. It's funny to see Kid, like, marveling at things like bicycles. <laughs> well, you know, use them to... Alright, so... I think it's definitely a fuck-up, because I went back to look at issue 6, mm-hmm. and... He's not there. The Annihilators are with Cyberface, but then they all run to that teleportation room. Uh, Barbaric smashes the, the device, but... Uh, after he smashes it and the guys are gone, Mighty Man comes in grabbing Cyberface by the back of the neck, being like, you might want to talk to this one. And that's how they like get him in the cell to try to get info on Overlord, remember? Right, right. And so, but when you look at him, he's got the same belt, the same like arms, yeah, different shoulder he, pads. So he's definitely a fuck up by this artist. What a surprise. I'll be honest, I I didn't even know Dung was one of the ones who got teleported either. Or Logo, for that matter. What issue issue did you say that was? Six? Issue six. Just got to refresh my memory on that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Right. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, let's not glaze over the fact that a creepy old guy tries to invite uh Oof, kill keeps cat showing up this to an orgy, to... basically. Which is relevant in the third issue, but it's just funny and weird. I, I so this whole thing with Kill Cat having an empire and stuff, of course that's all Batman. Yeah. You get the you get kind of get you get the impression, although it's never outright stated, that Kill Cat's kind of a shitty boss. Or he's a shitty CEO. Um, oh yeah, you, you got to wonder if he's like like two days away from losing his company or some shit. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, <laughs> or, he, I or he's not, or, or or he's not as rich as he thinks he is. Well, shitty Bruce Wayne is perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. I I one hundred percent get the idea that he's about to lose his company. I mean, for God's sake, his his secretary is named Lotta Top. And he's hoping to have a relationship with her when she can confess her feelings. It's like, yeah, he's a bad boss. <laughs> he's he's a very bad boss. Um, as we close out too, I just want to say, uh, I think we've confirmed this, but the art of Eric Larson book solicited here, never, it came never out. came out, right? No. Okay, bummer. Would have been cool. Oh, that's right. I think that's that was a- used as a pinup that cover eventually. That. 
that's that the the what's supposed to be a dragon tattoo, but looked just like a, a, a shrunk dragon instead. I I've is, never is that I've never I've never cared for this pinup because I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a tattoo, but I've always read it as tiny dragon. I read it as tiny dragon also. <laughs> really? Yes. Is that supposed to be a tattoo? Yeah. Uh, it's the art of Eric Larson. Like like she got a tattoo of. Savage dragon on her. Ah, I gotta be a Why would it be then. tiny dragon? I know. Well, that's what I was saying is it didn't make sense. I was looking at that and I was like, huh, why is dragon tiny on that giant boob? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Look, it's a It really on. doesn't well, come out right because it doesn't. All, all I can say is I'm glad I'm not the only one. There's no perspective <laughs> on him. And if he was on a boob, if he was a boob tattoo, he would be more uh, like tilted wish- away. Curved, I wish right. we actually gave these episodes titles. <laughs> Boob tattoo? I don't know. <laughs> Tiny dragon or something like it's just. <laughs> Tiny dragon boob tattoo. Speaking speaking of uh, ad, speaking of ads, here's a uh, that Angela series that launched a thousand lawsuits. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean this is a great little time capsule, isn't it? Like these ads, mm-hmm. even the oh. the first issue. Award-winning Neil Gaiman featuring Greg Capullo art. If only well, Todd had known. Some of the articles in the in the first issue, I know uh, advertisements in the first issue are pretty cool too. Like the original Spawn figures, so like the Violator is basically one of those like bendy type figures, those little like wire bendy guys. It's the funniest fucking thing. It's just so funny, bendy. That bendy Violator. <laughs> yeah. Is the- funniest fucking visual <laughs> and i get it what's funny is with his design that actually is a really good choice yeah but it's like it's so funny it is compared to like what they turned Easter into <laughs> i i associate it with uh wrestling figures because they had those rubber bendy ones yep remember like the wwf wrestling figures that like yeah. you wrestled you played with them once and all their paint rubbed off and it was like what the fuck yeah oh yeah i know the very ones you mean it was horrible. I loved them, but then it was like I didn't want to play with them because I just ruined all the paint would just come off within like playing with it once. This is the worst design. Uh, Deadly Duo Three. Let me ask you guys, what do you think of that logo? What the logo? I like the I like the Deadly Duo logo. Um, is it serviceable? Yeah, it's serviceable. <laughs> serviceable. I mean, I mean the the fact that it's bullet ridden is kind of odd because you don't really. That's very of, odd. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, me too. I'm going to uh, go ahead and say it's I like, think it's like, was lazy. this a mob comic? What? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's lazy. It could be better. You look how good the Freak Force logo looks. Right. Yeah. Look how good. It's like a three-dimensional, like there's form and structure. It's like coming at you. It seems like an evolution of Savage Dragon's three-dimensional kind of logo. And then you look at the Deadly Duo logo, and it's a font. With drop shadows and some bullet holes, which again, Swiss cheese bullets don't make no sense in this context. They're not gun-toting vigilantes. I do think the Deadly Duo also suffer a similar fate to Free Force that their name isn't very flashy. It's not a very striking name. Free Force is pretty good. Free Force is pretty good. I I don't like any Force names. I think they're all kind of generic and bad. From X Force -Force? to awful, hate it. Cyber Force? <laughs> Definitely hate it. For, force works. Awful. Bad. 
I almost said Force works, uh, and you said... Isn't there an Atari Force? <laughs> Atari, Atari Force is cool. <laughs> I don't know. For, oh. I've, always, I've always found Force to be a really, really, really generic super team word. I don't like it associated <laughs> with anybody. I well, forgot. What would you say? All right. Well, well what, what, what I would say, what I would say is, what would improve like the Deadly Duo like logo is if it was called like Kill Cat and Kid Avenger, the Deadly Duo, and had like a. I don't That's know. That's a lot. That's a mouthful. Yeah, you're right. If you're gonna just make it punchy and short, Freak Force, Deadly Duo, Savage Dragon, you got to have something quick. Deadly Duo. What's funny is I have no problem with Deadly Duo as a name for a group. But it is, I think, not very marketable. Well, because it's like gruesome twosome. Like, you kind of can't, it's not real standout, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's a callback to the dynamic duo, of course. Yes. Well, I think he's just using the name they use as a kid, and he liked the idea of keeping it. Yeah. Like Eric's very stickler about that, you know? I agree. And I mean, it, and it's a great name, like, in comic. Like, this is the deadly duo. They're here. Blah 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 blah. I just don't know if it's a good title for a comic book. Would or Kill Cat have sold better? You think if it just said Kill Cat? No. Again, Kill Cat's a little generic on its own. You think so? I like Kill Cat. It, I don't. You know, I don't think that's something that someone's just going to come up with. I, I think what, Kill what, Cat would have been better than Deadly Duo. Yeah. I mean, if you just put, kill, like I said, Kill Cat, Kid Avenger, those are the big words, and then have the Deadly Duo is like a tagline. Something underneath. like that. Yeah, like underneath small. it. Yeah, I don't know. Eh. I'm not a professional. I'm sure this is a uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Iliopoulos design, probably. Yeah, that's what that's what's shocking. Is yeah. That Chris, Chris Iliopoulos rocks. Yeah. And so what is up with this, like, I made it in 30 minutes logo? Hey, uh, one thing I wanted to mention that I forgot was at the end of issue one in the letters pages, Eric's like, as I write this, we've decided to extend the Deadly Duo from three to four issues. Seems like everyone's having a good time working on it. And then issue two, he's like, oh, yeah, Andy Smith's got other commitments now. We're just back to three. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm done. Best laid plans of mice and man, I swear, dude. (laughs) It sucks. Um. So this this opening bank robbery in issue three is kind of confusing because because Killcat rolls in and he's fighting these guys who look like regular dudes mm-hmm. and they don't really like say or do anything so you almost get the sense that Killcat's beating up the wrong people like you would see in like a modern day do deadly duo story mm-hmm. yeah but it turns out they're actually bank robbers but it isn't very clear until later in the issue why they're robbing the bank. So again, so I went through the whole issue going, why did Kill Cat beat these guys up? Um, he says it right in the panel though. He even he he's like, dude, you guys act like you're sleepwalking. Right. You're in a daze, you're out of it. You're under a you're in a deep hypnotic trance. But, so even he is kind of like, dude, what the fuck is up with these normal ass guys? Which is why I kind of thought initially that he was beating up regular people mm-hmm. just going about their day. I will say that one of these guys fucking blows the other guy's brains out. Oh, that's and true. That's that's shock- that does, and that that's shocking. Happen. Yeah, it is. I missed that. <laughs> it's actually kind of, that is kind of violent for a lot of these uh, early issues. Shocking is all, you know. This ain't Savage Dragon. Like, this is, it's been largely bloodless, like, just punching. But then, like, here's this guy just fucking getting his brains blown out. We get, we get a nice uh, 
<laughs> we get a nice close up on a loafer. <laughs> yeah, it's very rendered. <laughs> of course, um, I like the, the money the, bags. The, the other like big cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other big thing about this issue is you get the extended Kill Cat origin story. Yeah. That you yeah. okay? Now this is classic Kill Cat. This is Kill Cat telling a story about how his parents were murdered by their uh, trusted bodyguard and companion. Yeah. Only the whole time, there's never any evidence that's true, except right. for Kill Cat's uh, gut feeling. And yeah. Kid Avenger is the guy who calls him out on it. Dude, this issue is great. There's a but lot of good things in I can, this issue. I can, I can definitely see how you said that by issue three, they, they found the voice of the Deadly Duo. Right. Oh, oh absolutely, dude. Like, kind of like the way that, like, Kid and Lada immediately hit it off. Right. Like, and um, um, immediately. And Kid Cat's, like, uh, oblivious kind of to it at first. Like, just thinking she'll come around and, like, she'll be into him. Uh, by the way, can I just say that reading this for the first time this evening made that gag many issues later. Yeah. Almost eight years later. Yeah. Where, where Kill Cat walks in and he's like, oh, he's like my child. He's like my, my kid's sidekick in bed with my secretary yeah. in my grandma's, you know, under my grandma's knitted quilt, you know. And I was yeah. just like, for many years, I was like, are we supposed to just know that Kill Cat has a secretary? Here she is, dude. Yeah, of course. It's cool. It's kind of cool to have that gag like expanded on, dude. I had no idea. Also, there's some kind. Also, there's some kind of Aquaman plot going on. Yeah, yeah Roman. Roman. Now, Who? is he somebody that we've ever seen? No, he's just Namor no. backwards. He's just okay. A Namor. Oh, he's Namor with the words switched. Or oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I didn't. I did not catch that myself. I, I was. I, I was confused that a this ran these random these random thugs on the street recognized him immediately. Yeah. And two, they actually knew something about what had happened to the people he was looking for, which which implies a lot of things, like like the fact that this Roman guy is well known, he's recognizable yeah. on sight, and also that these guys are clued in enough to know that the what the criminal element of New York City is doing. Yep. Hey, here's a time capsule. How do you like the twin towers just under his shoulder? Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> also Roman's Roman's weird because he's an undersea guy and we already well. I guess Atlantean hasn't been introduced yet, so it's funny that we've got two water guys, and except Roman never comes back. Well, that's yeah. what's so funny is that Impervious Rex shows up later, who is very much Namor. Right, right. And there's a design that Eric has for Atlanteans later on that is nothing like these female Atlanteans. Nope. So it it's very funny and out of place. In fact, I, yeah. I, I'm on the Savage Dragon wiki, and I Googled Roman, and he doesn't seem to have an entry. Oh, Gavin, take that. <laughs> Not so smart now, are you, Higginbottom? Um, the death trap that kills Killcat's parents is pretty wild, huh? Even though it's just silhouette. <laughs> it's like, fuck it, they just have killed with spikes. Got him. It's a hard way to go. Did you say got him? <laughs> Yeah. Got him. Got him. <laughs> oh, that's good get, shit. Get, guess they shouldn't have been poaching. <laughs> Goddamn Alan. Set him up. I mean, look at him. 
Look at Alan. You know he did it. It's like Killcat says, right? He's like, he's too handsome. <laughs> Just doesn't like him. Trust him. I never did like him. <laughs> well, the creepy old man invites uh, invites him to the orgy. Killcat to the orgy. I guess he goes because <laughs> he's sad because of Lada. And hey, here's some familiar faces. Maneater and uh, Croc here. Well, reverse, yeah. reverse Gator. familiar. We haven't met them before, right? Are they new? We saw them in the pinup for the the miniseries. Right. They, so the, yeah. the first time we saw them was in that pinup where it was implied they were hero characters. Yeah. Or and yeah, I guess they got, they got they got they got reworked. It's like I think Glowbugs in that in that sh- in that picture too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, they got. I that. remember thinking that was like Maneater is a cool visual. Yeah. Yeah. Gator and Maneater, and then they only really show up in the Savage World, right? And then they show up again more recently i feel like right it's so funny i just read that issue where they're on the chain gang right they're they're on the chain ironically they're on the chain gang down in atlantis so it's like in the savage world they're criminals instead of like here they're like you know sex peddlers of atlanteans yeah (laughs) it's kind of funny the the connection there eight years later like that's i guess i I guess they only ever appear in 81 that's it yeah here are some uh, uh, Andy Smith babes. I guess he was saving them all for issue three. Yep. Not impressed. Oof, I'm not. <laughs> if you're not. a student of Bart Sears, Bart did a little sexier than this. So, again, there's kind of, I don't know, they kind of walk into this plot, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's kind of like no reason for it, to be honest, other than Killcat just kind of gets invited to this, this uh, sex this, party, uh, sex party thing as a way to like yeah. get him, ad- I guess, to get him addicted to sex with Atlanteans so that he'll like do whatever <laughs> he's told, because yeah. that's how. Well, that I don't works. even know. Like, I, I mean, I guess they're just, re- yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. They're I think, I think, him I think he, specifically. I, th- I think they were targeting him because he was a rich guy, and uh, you get uh, him, ho- you get him hooked, and then you can just take him for all his money. And make him do whatever you want. Yeah, basically, he's yeah, he'll be uh, an addict, and that'll be that. I mean, I get the sense that his uh, the old guy may already be addicted, and that he, like his whole goal is to pull him in on this uh, scam. Oh, he is already addicted because we see it towards the end when he's like jumping in the tank. Can I just say this scene where Killcat's fleeing while pulling open his suit to reveal the costume beneath? And then, like, you see his, uh, he's just barely around a corner. But, again, there's no depth. Right. So it's just, like, spl- a brick wall pattern splitting down the middle of the panel. And then the very next panel is, like, a kill cat fist punching gator. Right. And I'm just like, dude, that is where perhaps a better artist would have shown him getting some distance between them. Well, here's so the th- funny thing. He's running, right, the way the panel is. And then the next panel, there's like a building or something, but they're running with the water to his right, so that doesn't make sense either. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Everyone's floating in space, and nothing connects and makes sense. <laughs> but what you say, like, then he changes super fast. Well, I guess. Oh, he—it's implied he wears his costume under his clothing, which makes no sense because he's covered in spikes and shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, the, the gauntlets? Where don't, are the gauntlets? Up don't, his ass? Don't, What's going on? Don't overthink it, guys. It's comic books. I don't like it. I don't like it. Eric wouldn't have done it. And, and yet, like, somehow, 
why run away if if Gator's watching you the whole time? Yeah, I mean, like I said, if, if you get the idea that the the implied action is that he gets ahead, gets out of sight, changes yeah. costume quickly, right? But none of that's conveyed in the, the con- better thing would be that's a stretch. Him, him running into an alley and then nobody Gator gets there and nobody's there and then he jumps down as Killcat or something, you know? Right? Yes, yeah. Or like he comes around the corner and Killcat's in silhouette, pulling a Batman moment, yeah. where he's like looking for someone, punk or something like that, you know? Oh, jeez, I'm just Jim. That's why I'm beating up this artist, dude. This is bad sequential art. Hmm. I hear I what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. The art has but lowered it is, the story, but it is serviceable. <laughs> How about the the panel when Gator and Killcat are fighting, and there's just all the sound effect all that it's like why is that necessary it doesn't even look like they're like it looks like he's throwing one punch you know it would better be served if there was like more action going like I, I just don't understand it oh you mean the panel where it's all the sound effects all happening at once all yeah, happening so at once in one small panel well you see Rop, and I guess this was to indicate that they're just fighting for a while yeah Rop Plow Smack Bathroom Blood Wump Whoop, blood, and it's like, like Craig said, they're throwing a punch and they're both missing each other. <sighs> See, if if this was, if this was written today, uh, Roman would have had a hole in his chest from getting blasted by Kid Avenger, which is what I thought was going to happen. But uh, I guess instead, it bounces off and breaks the tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Roman's eyes in that. I also like that apparently Maneater has mind control powers. Yes, he does. But is getting the marks hooked on the fucking uh, fish pussy to make them do what... (laughs) Instead of using her mind control powers, she's fucking getting them hooked on the fucking fish hoo-hoo so that they do what she says. It's just fucking... Well, I would say it would be implied that her powers are temporary or they take a lot of concentration and the the addiction to the fish uh, ladies is more permanent. I'm just saying, if you got a rich guy in your grasp, you can be like, hey, withdraw all your money and put it in a black bag. No, whoa, you, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. you got to tell him to go to the bank and rob it. That's what you got to do. <laughs> At any rate, uh, yeah, does she die? She sure gets stabbed in the throat. No. no he says that she'll, she'll die if she's not cared for, so I guess it's implied. Oh, that. she'll... That's right. She'll die if she's not cared for. Although it wouldn't have mattered because she doesn't appear again until the Savage World, so it's a whole Which different is another dimension. reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So, you're so right. This, there, this, there's this, the old man jumping in the tank. <laughs> so this is... Is it weird to anybody else that this issue ends on a right page? No. Huh. I don't know. It's not that weird. No, it is weird. Like it's anything. It is weird. Huh. Yeah, should be one more page. This happened in a couple issues of Savage Dragon as well, where things ended on the right page, where you'd expect there'd be another one. I agree. I like this ending, but you're right. I thought there would be another page there. You know what threw me? That Del Keown fucking cease and desist. I didn't even think about it. And then, sarcastically, Eric put, it's been pleasure doing business with you underneath <laughs> Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. So that's the Deadly Duo. 
Hold on, Jim. What's up? Do you see the pictures that Aaron did of the Deadly Duo? I do. I see them now, yes. Are they not fantastic? Sure. <laughs> Look at Kid Avenger, dude. He looks like a primitive. <laughs> well, shoulders are hard, and I know from experience. Mom said some... it's my turn to play the Xbox. We got some good ads in this, which means we're probably yeah. going to have Blood and Guts coming up soon, right? Yeah, Since I got I to got, check when that comes out uh, and figure out where it fits. Jason Pearson was great back then. Still a good oh, art, yeah. great artist, but that was probably the best art on a Savage Dragon miniseries for my money. Totally. I can totally see that, considering what we... Nails just, the fin, nails the look of dragon pretty good. So great I'm just Alex. Say, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say, uh, by the way, this Mark Texiera uh, fucking Shadowhawk Vampirilla ad. Yep, yep. I Chihuahua. In what regard? In what, what direction does that statement go? It's great. Vem, vampirilla. Oh, you Yo, like I it. love it. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, Texiera fucking rocks, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And the painted covers look great, too. Yeah, and this is incredible. Um, So I loved it. I'm just going to say this. All right, so listen. For a long time, my journey through Savage Dragon was I, I was a, I'm a main book only man, right? And then, so I get to the end of my collecting journey, and of course I'm hungry for more. And so I'm like, oh man, I'm going to go, I said I was a main book only man, but here I am. I'm going to go read these spinoffs. And so I start getting the spinoffs. And for you guys, for the retro, I start reading spinoffs and things. So I'm exposed to these things. I was wondering, I mean, when, you know, I was always like, man, Savage Dragon's so fucking good. And I had read the Dave Johnson Super Patriot spinoff. And so I was just like, man, Savage Dragon's so good. And that Super Patriot spinoff is so good. I wonder why there were just never more success for those other spinoffs. There seems like there would be... It's because of things like Deadly Duo. Yeah. That was, unfortunately, serviceable. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm surprised at your reaction. I thought you were going to like this. Um, I love exactly how I said. I love issue three entirely from beginning to end. It's beautiful. In term, not beautiful. The art's shitty, but it's fantastic. Uh, issue three is the deadly duo as as we know them. Issue two, I would say it's. I originally said fifty fifty. Now I'm going to say it's seventy five percent awesome. Taken down by, of course, the art and some story weirdness. Right, mall being there not really saying much or doing anything which i guess can't be helped but whatever but like issue one is um just not quite there it's just weird and i don't think that i think there's a reason why this kind of like maybe didn't like set the world on fires because it's that's not a good first issue one also three issues is an odd number for a miniseries i'm not gonna lie it is it absolutely is and there's there's some upcoming other dragon miniseries like Blood and Guts that are only three well, issues long. It's not like this had any, you know, continuous story. Each issue was a standalone issue, right, so it right. was just like you know we'll, we'll see how these. I think it was just let's see how it goes and let's see how these do. And we'll make more if it does okay. You but know, there was no story to tie it all. A story, a story would have done better. I think if there was some hijinks that it culminated in. Like, if by issue three, if in issue one there was something set up, and yeah. then by issue three it paid off, 
And it's the deadly duo, guys. It doesn't have to be something like fucking huge or whatever. But I'm just right. saying, if by issue three there had been some sort of a, a just a, a bow on top of this present, it would have gone over a lot better. Because I think just, excuse me, I think just as the comic found its feet, it ended. And so yeah. it's kind of like, well, darn, I could have. You know, it's starting to get there. Like I could have done for another two more issues, but uh, yeah. For my money, Deadly Duo works best as like a three or four page backup. I, I, you know, just short and sweet, funny little gag things. I don't know about a whole story because they're just so silly, and that's how they are. They're best at like just poking fun at superheroes. But I don't know if I need a whole three issue series of it. I will say this. I think Eric is good enough to do a full three issues of comedy. A full three issues of Deadly Duo. I think Eric's definitely good enough to do it. I just think that uh, he's got to have the right, like, kind of... If he's not going to do the art himself, I think he's got to have the right kind of partner. And I also think that it can't be three standalone issues. I think it's got to kind of, like be a cohesive tale otherwise like you said it could just be backups yeah and uh i got bad news for you on volume two although it is four issues (laughs) i can't wait (laughs) i can't wait it does get funnier it's just the art i can't handle on that series unfortunately jim you seem to love it man let's hear you say have i ever said those words (laughs) serviceable serviceable i'm I'm sorry dude (laughs) serviceable is neither excellent nor mediocre serviceable serviceable oh that's bland all right well thank you dear listening i guess that's the main difference between you and i if something is uh uh bland it's it's a negative for you i think the worst thing you can do is to be uh just uh neutral I think hmm. if you're bad, you can at least in some way be memorable. Hmm. Like that uh, that pinup that you guys, that Cleary pinup, dragon standing on the heap of bullets. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not good, but it's memorable. No. <laughs> it's memorable. You never will forget that ugly thing when you were fucking <laughs> done seeing it. You know, and that, good. that's better than to just be like three issues of brutes and babes art with like backgrounds missing and sequential art problems and it's just kind of like this was bad in the wrong ways is all i i will give eric credit like when you look at his output in his comics and they're all hits there you know some misses but um he's doing we'll get, different we'll, things we'll, we will get to the misses i i assure you of that but, this is, but this is to, not the lowest low no no I wouldn't say that either. You have to admit he's doing different things, right? He's doing kind of like a comedy book. Who else is really doing a superhero comedy type book? At, uh, at this time, a lot, actually. Uh, well, I mean, are the image guys like oh, out at there? Oh, image. Uh, probably none. I don't think there's a comedy Maybe book. Maybe Blood Wolf or whatever uh, that was. Wait. Um, You're right. Blood Wolf tr- would have been the only tr- other one. No, Trencher's a know. comedy. I'm, Trencher's a comedy. Yeah, that's true. Jeez, oh, is it? I read it finally, and that's fucking debatable. I'm just saying he's got a lot of different like like all the extreme <laughs> books 
all look the same. All the team books look the same. You know, all the, you know, homage studios books look the same. Like Eric's putting out, like he's going from Vanguard to super Patriot to deadly duo to savage dragon to, you know, even stuff that's like really bad, like dart, but it, it looks completely visually different. And it's like a different tone, but, I don't know. I, it's just kind of cool that he's like throwing out all different styles and, and books that all fall in the same universe. Yeah, and I will. I agree with you one hundred percent. And I will say that I don't think Eric was really the huge problem in this. While he did tonally have some weird moments where he was sort of figuring the guys out, that's to be expected. The characters were new, um, he, and he gets there fast. By the time issue two starts, I mean, he's pretty much got him dialed in. Like, you know, uh, just kill cats, shitty behavior, shaving ten times a day. That's a toilet, stupid. You'll figure it out. Like, all that funny. That's funny stuff. Um, I shouldn't be such an art guy, but I'm an art guy. And so <laughs> it's it suffered greatly for me because art, I think if you give this exact same script, you give this exact same script to, like, fucking Tom McWeeney who was available at the time and was doing comedy stuff for Gen 13, maybe? Uh, I think. Yeah, I think he was yeah. doing comedy stuff for Gen 13. Uh, he would have slayed it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, hey, man. It is, it is hard to, to judge art on these old books because they're so influenced by the style of the day, you know? Yeah. That to go back now and be like, oh, that's so ugly. Well, that's what was selling. That's what people want. You know, like I say that that John Cleary thing, like I think it's horrendous. People love that because they wanted anyone that looked like a McFarlane clone. If they couldn't get McFarlane, they wanted someone that looked like him. I just wouldn't have put um, a Bart Sears style guy on a comedy book. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It is a weird thing because he's so like straight on anatomy type no cartooning really besides just the you know muscular form yeah anatomy showcase is what you get when you get bart sears and it's like how funny can that really be <laughs> you know you need a kevin mcguire guy to sell your comedy you know don simpson should have drawn the deadly duo oh my god yes what the hell are we talking about Don Simpson would have fucking made a deadly duo book. Here's the thing is, me and you've said it, Craig. Megaton Man wasn't the funniest. But there's no. undeniably funny looking visuals. Well, you... and he's a he's a master of drawing straight on. He could draw stuff that looks great, like typical superhero stuff. But then he can also cartoon the shit out of like comedy, funny looking guys, you know. Oh, yeah. Don Simpson... Don Simpson a Deadly Duo book? Holy fucking shit. Kickstart it. Like, dream book. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God, Craig. I wish you'd never fucking said that, dude. Now I want it. Yeah. Oh, I will never oh, well. get it. I will nope. never get it, and I won't. Never. It. You know what? Here's what we got to do. Guys like you, finheads like you and Gavin, deep pocket idiots, we got <laughs> yeah. to get you to... to commissioned on to do this one page at a time if you think i have deep pockets man you got more art than me more art yeah don't you have like aren't you gavin style where you got a little museum of original art not at all no i have like maybe a few 
Mark Engler because I did his webpage for him. I -hmm. have one Savage Dragon Superman page. I have like a Vanguard page, a bunch of uh, Scott James pages. That's more. And a bunch of Raven Perez pages. I threw those. Those were going in the trash neck. (laughs) No, I am. I am not. Uh, not even close to Gavin level. Well, it's Don. Maybe he'd do it for some soup and sandwiches. <laughs> soup and sandwiches. <laughs> so get him on the soup and sandwich. We'll we'll figure it out. I guess we should wrap this up. We'll call this one soup and sandwich. I mean, we'll call this FinCast retro episode, whatever. <laughs> You're right, dude. I would love to give this a a zany name. We've named it. <laughs> We've said so many things. Serviceable. Ser- serviceable. Oh, my God, dude. That's the name right there. I think we this is the, par- the the podcast where Jim gets really quiet and he's like, let's end this. <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting for us to get to stop. Hey, listen, thank you for listening to the Savage Fincast Retro. Uh, as always, we appreciate you, dear listener. Um, if you have any questions, feedback, any kind of, you, know, you want to get in touch with us, Hit us up. That's savagefincast at gmail.com. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Jim, for going back in time. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you, or dear listener, next time. Serviceable. (laughs) Serviceable. (laughs) 